Hello and welcome to the Top Story, a podcast that brings you the headlines of the day with the help of our correspondents around the world. I'm Tian Yu. Coming up in this edition, Chinese President Xi Jinping has met U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken in Beijing. Saudi Arabia's Foreign Minister has visited Tehran and met his Iranian counterpart. Search and rescue operations have concluded in Greece following the sinking of a boat carrying migrants. We begin in Asia. Chinese President Xi Jinping says he hopes U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken will help improve bilateral relations following his visit to China. State-to-state interactions should always be based on mutual respect and sincerity. I hope that through this visit, Mr. Secretary, you will make more positive contributions to stabilizing China-U.S. relations. While meeting Blinken in Beijing, the Chinese president also said he welcomes the progress the two countries have made. The Chinese side has made our position clear, and the two sides have agreed to follow through the common understandings President Biden and I had reached in Bali. The two sides have also made progress and reached agreement on some specific issues. This is very good. Earlier, Blinken met senior Chinese diplomat Wang Yi. Wang said Beijing and Washington should make efforts to steer bilateral relations back on track and find ways to manage their relations in the new era. Guo Yin has more. The senior Chinese diplomat says both sides should follow the principles of mutual respect, peaceful coexistence, and win-win cooperation. Wang Yi said bilateral relations are at a low level because the United States is harboring wrong perceptions of China. He urged the U.S. to work with China to manage their differences. The diplomat demanded that the U.S. lift unilateral sanctions on China and also not interfere in China's internal affairs. He stressed that China will not compromise on the Taiwan question and urged the U.S. to abide by the One China principle and the three joint communiques between the two countries. Blinken said the U.S. is committed to returning to the agenda agreed on by the presidents of the two countries in Bali and looks forward to more communication and cooperation with China. On the first day of his visit in China, Blinken held talks with Chinese Foreign Minister Qin Gang. The two officials had candid, in-depth, and constructive discussions about relations between the two countries. They agreed to maintain high-level exchanges. Blinken also invited Qin to visit the United States. That was Guoyan reporting. In Europe, Chinese Premier Li Qiang is in Germany for an official visit. He said Beijing is ready to work with Berlin to further explore cooperation potential and push for new development in bilateral ties. The premier will chair the 7th China-Germany Intergovernmental Consultation along with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. Peter Oliver in Berlin takes a look at the importance of the China-Germany relationship and how it stands at the moment. China is Germany's biggest trading partner. Business between the two countries was worth $320 billion in 2022. That's up 21% on the previous year. China has held that number one trade spot for the last seven years with no sign of that changing. Meanwhile, Germany is the largest source of European investment in China, particularly in the automobile and chemical industries. 
Chancellor Olaf Scholz was the first foreign leader to visit Beijing when COVID restrictions started to lift in November. That visit was seen as crucial as the two stressed cooperation in times of change. The ongoing conflict in Ukraine will be a major topic in the talks in Berlin. China has positioned itself as a peace broker. While as a NATO and EU member, Germany has become one of Ukraine's largest suppliers of weapons and financial aid. Meanwhile, the EU is also expected to lay out its strategy on the relationship with China in coming weeks. The background of this is that a lot of analysts and politicians believe that the war in Ukraine changes the balance of power between the United States and Europe, that we become more condition takers. And if the United States want us to follow the American approach, then we should rethink our relationship with China. China has said both itself and the EU are victims of U.S. economic coercion. Instead, Beijing wants the EU to form an independent and objective perception of China. It hopes to deepen and expand relations with Germany and together contribute to economic prosperity, peace and stability. China and Germany differ on some key geopolitical issues and while they'll be looking to maintain their important economic relationship, they'll also be looking to develop their understanding beyond business. And perhaps with that in mind, some have suggested that it not only makes sense but is reassuring that China's head of government has chosen Germany as the destination for his first foreign visit. That was Peter Oliver in Berlin. Staying in Europe, search and rescue operations have concluded in Greece following the sinking of a boat carrying migrants. Evangelo Sipsas reports. It's day four for Mahmoud as he desperately searches for information about his younger brother. His search efforts have been focused now to the asylum center in Malakasa, where most of the rescued have been transferred. It took him about two and a half hours to travel here from the city of Kalamata, but when he arrived, there was no news of his loved one. I'm sure he's died too. He told me he's uh, spraying in the water and he's swimming, you know, he's swimming. But he stayed uh, three and a half hours. Not all can swimming this, uh, all this time. This is a long time for any people to swimming a long time like this. That is the problem. As the search and rescue operation wound up Sunday, the city of Kalamata held a memorial service for the victims of the shipwreck both known and unknown. The climate there was tense and emotional as relatives of the dead and missing attended. What happened is a shame for humanity and our civilization. And the reason for it is not so much the traffickers who do business as usual, but the ones who destroyed the South Mediterranean region with wars. Six days since the boat capsized and the number of missing or presumed dead is still unknown. Greek authorities put the figure at 250, while eyewitnesses claim around 500 people remain unaccounted for, a significant difference. That was Evangelos Sipsas in Kalamata in Greece. Turning to the Middle East, the foreign ministers of Saudi Arabia and Iran have met in Tehran. It's the first visit by a Saudi official to Iran in more than seven years. Esan Kavani has more. Saudi Arabia Foreign Minister Faisal bin Farhan's Tehran visit is the first trip by a high-ranking Saudi official since a China-brokered agreement in April ended seven years of hostility between the regional rivals. Bin Farhan met counterpart Hossein Amir Abdullahian 
early reports had suggested that the Saudi embassy would reopen uh, during the ministerial visit. However, during his joint presser with his Iranian counterpart, Bin Farhan commented that the Saudi embassy would soon reopen without giving a specific date. Saudi diplomats have occupied a full floor of a Tehran hotel for more than a month. It comes as they wait uh, for the embassy building in Tehran to undergo extensive reconstruction with a burnt facade and broken windows. It still bears the scars of a 2016 attack by hardline protesters, one of the triggers for Riyadh to cut ties with the Iranian government. Meetings between Saudi's foreign minister and senior Iranian officials are expected to explore further steps to normalize ties. That was Esan Kavani in Tehran. In Africa, figures from the United Nations show that up to 25 million people are in need of food aid in Sudan. There are fears that the number could increase if the conflict between the army and paramilitary RSF interferes with the planting season. Naba Mohidin has more from Al Jazeera State. It's a new threat the northern African nation is facing. The preparations for the summer planting season are underway, with fears of failure that will only exacerbate food insecurity. Al Jazeera state in central Sudan is one of the main agricultural hubs in the country. There were hopes it could help fill the food gap in the country, but numerous obstacles remain. We're facing many challenges to make this season succeed. We're challenged by the closure of administrations in Khartoum because of the war, the supply of production material and also irrigation. All of the sectors don't have enough finance in the wake of the exceptional conditions the country is going through. But we shall work on solving these issues. Another threat is the looming rainy season. In 2022, flash floods in the state which washed away large parts of the local farms. The main challenges for this season are the ongoing conflict in the country, the availability of fuel, and the lack of financing. Those factors combined mean millions of Sudanese people could be at risk of famine. The floods also blocked irrigation canals. This year is exceptional due to the war. I call on farmers and Sudanese people to plant in any spaces that are available to help feed other people and challenge these difficult circumstances. We started preparing for the season despite all of the difficulties. Sudan's food security has routinely been undermined by years of instability and economic hardships. One third of the country's 44 million people were food insecure before the current conflict broke out in April. Now. The violence, which shows no signs of ending anytime soon, risks blinding millions more into hunger. That was Naba Mohidin on a looming hunger crisis in Sudan. Before we go, here's a recap of today's top stories. Senior Chinese diplomat Wang Yi is calling for efforts to reverse the downward spiral of China-US ties. The foreign ministers of Saudi Arabia and Iran have met in Tehran. Search and rescue operations have concluded in Greece following the sinking of a boat carrying migrants. That concludes today's top story, which brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports and culture, you can subscribe to The Beijing Hour, a one-hour news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews.
I'm Tian Yu. Thank you for listening.